Welcome to Camera Ready and Able, the podcast that explores the intersection of media change and personal growth. I'm your host, Barbara Barna Able, and my calling is to help you tap into your superpowers, hone your message, and make an impact on the world. This episode is brought to you by the phrase, the power of publicity. Here to discuss is publicity expert and celebrity maker for Entrepreneurs with a Cause, Brielle Cotterman. For the last decade, Brielle has helped her clients craft and scale to seven figures and beyond by leveraging their personal stories and passions. Welcome, Brielle. It's really wonderful to meet you. Thank you, Barbara. It's so, so fabulous to be here. So I want to start by a quote that I think I pulled from your website. You say that publicity isn't the end goal. It's a means to an end. I agree with you, but I'd love for you to explain. Yeah, I think that so often, and, I, and I, you know, this may be generational, but um, I think a lot of times we have this perception that massive organizations, huge brands are who should be pursuing publicity, who should be gathering those uh, you know, media opportunities that are bigger on the world stage and that sort of thing. And what I think is that's totally wrong. And I think that media is not something that you just pursue once you reach a certain level or a certain tier of success. It is a key and a tool to be used to create that success. Mm, go deeper. How do we do that? So basically, I think a lot of times people underestimate their own expertise. And if they're not involved in the media on a regular basis, they don't understand that media decision makers, journalists, producers, podcast hosts, etc., are constantly looking for great content. And not only that, they're looking for really credible people, great sources, and something interesting, you know, a great story. And so I think sometimes we're so in the weeds of what we are doing, who we are, and all of our achievements, accomplishments, and everything that make us special, that we don't realize how important and how easy it might be for us to get really great media, and how important it might be for those journalists, producers, editors, et cetera, to hear from us individually. Mm. I think one of the challenges for many of us is we're fact-driven or this is, I do this thing and we lead with that and we don't know how to tell our stories or to turn what we do into a valuable story. So I'd love to segue right there in the fact that you have a very powerful story. And I think so much of what your business is built on was it was learning how to share that story and see the value in it. Um, would you mind taking us through that? Yeah, not at all. Actually, you know, I've been in PR for more than a decade and you know as well as I that the thing that makes those media decision makers say yes is a really phenomenal story. They see those long lists of credibility all the time. And so I've been encouraging people to share their stories for 10 plus years, you know, and my own experience was the fact that in the beginning of my own business, in the beginning of my own uh, agency, I was in fact held hostage by my story. I'm a survivor of attempted murder and domestic violence. And being a successful entrepreneur myself, educated, accomplished person, I was very much caught in the shame that goes along with abuse. And I was afraid to share my story, Barbara. I was afraid to be labeled. I was afraid I wouldn't be taken seriously as a professional. And in my mind, I had crafted a million different scenarios of how I would be victim shamed or labeled or any of those things, the stigmas that go along with it. 
And that couldn't have been further from the truth for me, but it took me a very long time. And of course, a lot of healing to get to the place where I could share that story. And when I finally did begin to share my story, my business shifted entirely. I used to work primarily with professional athletes and authors only, not because I sought those that specific space. They just kind of migrated to me. And once I shifted and really started working, not just with people who want to be famous, but with people who also want to change the world, then my entire business life made a massive change and focusing on that niche. My business grew four times over in less than six months. And I have had the opportunity to speak on the TEDx stage um, to impact positive change when it comes to domestic violence, when it comes to many stigmas and how we speak about them, how we don't speak about them and how we can make a difference in them. So in addition to the healing, when it actually comes out, you've made a decision to tell your story and you're gathering courage and strength around that. What are the actual, I guess I would say tactical steps that you took, whether to craft it or to how did you identify the best way to share the story, how to get momentum around the courage so you didn't lose courage? How, how does that work? Because I think for anybody listening, it might be it's the hard part is the getting over those humps. Sure. A hundred percent. So, you know, this, I knew it became so uncomfortable. That's why I finally shared it. Mm -hmm. I am not a person who has ever been made to play small. I am a person who I've known my entire life that I have big things to do. And um, so when I was in fact playing small and hiding behind my story, it finally became so uncomfortable for me that that outweighed the fear of what was going to happen if I shared that story. Um, I had a client at the time, an author based out of London, and I was helping her to get publicity around her new book. It also was about a life-changing experience. And she said, you know, you really have to share your story. When I started out, I didn't know where to turn. I've lived this life-changing uh, event and experience and so on and so forth. And hers is different than mine, you know, not filled with the trauma, but definitely an experience that would change your life forever. And she said, there are so many people like us who have really powerful stories that don't know where to begin. And you're really doing yourself an, a disservice by not sharing. And I knew this, Barbara, you know, this is what I do for a living. I knew this, but I didn't have the courage yet to share it. So I took her advice and I knew, you know, I was getting to that place where it was very uncomfortable to know, to kind of keep this part of me hidden. And it's not, it doesn't define me, but it is a foundational piece of who I am and who I am today. So being a publicity person, when it came to the tactical steps, the first thing that I did was to write a handful of pitches around my story. And I sent those out to six different outlets and you being a media person, I think you understand this very, very well. And for most people who are listening, have some level of interest in the media. Sometimes you hear back six weeks after a pitch. Sometimes you may never hear back. Well, within 24 hours, I got yeses from every single pitch. So I had literally teed myself up to step onto the world stage and share my story and the universe kind of put, you know, those little hands of reassurance on my back, like you've got this and immediately by getting all of those pitches back. And so it was like this huge sense of relief and massive anxiety at the same time, you know, now it's like, oh shoot, now I've got to do this. <laughs> and so 
it was exactly what I needed as an individual, um, being the person that I am. It was that reassurance that I'm doing the right thing. I'm sharing a story that people need to hear. And it was also that pressure of, okay, now you actually have to do it. So now publicity has changed a lot in my lifetime, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, it's changed dramatically in the last five years. Mm-hmm. It's changed since the pandemic. You know, sort of like in a PR 101 where we are today, I understand the power of publicity, but we live in a hyper niche world. So what are you, you know, the, I don't know, like your, you know, your top three or four, what does everyone need to be doing today? You know, whether you're doing it yourself or, you know, with someone like you to guide them. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're, you're spot on. Publicity is constantly changing. And I always say that, you know, the publicity from, when you or I were growing up, that that's dead. Traditional publicity is dead. <laughs> and the exciting part is it's kind of a, a catch-22. So to me, it's the exciting part, but it's also the really challenging part. There are so many places for people to take in information. We are constantly bombarded with blogs and podcasts and you know, there's so many different spots for finely tuned and very, very niche information information to be coming into the world and for people to be consuming it. So I think that, you know, I would say the first three things that you need to do if you're going to pursue publicity is not to get so hung up on top tier publicity. I think it's very important. I think it serves a purpose. And I think it is. What does that mean to you just for definition, what top tier publicity is? When I say top tier publicity, I would say that's like that thought leader influencer level. Those are those publications, television shows, podcasts that are the uh, household names. And that people want to start there. People want to start there. And work what our way I, up. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> what I always encourage people to do is to recognize that while there are so many different places to take in media right now, Take advantage of those very niched, finely tuned opportunities where you may be going on a podcast that only has 5,500 downloads, but those 5,500 people who are downloading that podcast, they may be the exact people that need to hear your story or that need your product, service, et cetera. So I think putting more weight and understanding in the fact that a very finely tuned niche level opportunity can have more of an impact on your business than a top tier opportunity that isn't positioned properly is very important to recognize instead of just, you know, that thought of I've got to get in USA Today, I want to be on the top podcast, those sorts of things. There's often, you know, publicity is one of those things when you get publicity, you get publicity. (laughs) Once you get some, you get more. So take advantage of kind of climbing that ladder and building a really strong foundation. And like I always say, kind of like like a book of business, like building that really beautiful collection of phenomenal opportunities. And whether it's a top tier podcast or a finely tuned podcast, give a great story, give a great message and great interview so that you can use it as a tool. So that's the other piece. Really, well, I couldn't agree with you more as a media coach. So this is where I have to jump in and editorialize because one, those smaller markets and op- those opportunities get really good at telling your story. Absolutely good. Because that's like, I mean, there's a reason why really famous household name, most accomplished actors in the world, they try stuff out 
off Broadway or out of town before they open. <laughs> right? Mm. It's just, you don't want the first thing you do to be the biggest, to your point, the biggest media in the world. And then I always say, because the, the real goal in some ways for me is not the PR, it's to be invited back. It's to be a great guest so that you get to continuously share your story and bring value to people who need to hear it. So I could not agree with you more about catch yourself if your goal is, is only the major, because you got to be good. You got to deliver. Yeah, 100%. And that's the other thing too, Barbara, you know, not only a goal of getting invited back, but what about a goal of people recognizing you as an authority in your niche, as the niche celebrity, and them reaching out to you for expert quotes, reaching out to you for an interview? That does not happen, guest, you know, that does not happen by jumping straight in and having two opportunities in top tier publications. That's that happens point. by showing up consistently being the go-to person, having that lens of consistency, knowing your stories, knowing your brand story, knowing your personal story, and being able to, to deliver them in a way that is compelling and inspires action. And so I think, you know, being realistic about what phase of publicity you're in, I would say there's three tiers, like local and regional, niche specific, and then thought leader and influencer. And ideally, I want everyone to have a really nice blend of all three of those. Okay, what's step number two? Step number two is the story piece. I mean, actually, that's probably step number one. That's the cornerstone of all of the work that I do. I know that's really profound. And when you're training people, I always 100% recommend, even if you are not, if your agency or you're pitching yourself, get some media training, go through interview training, have a third party who is completely objective, listen to the stories that you're telling. I hear all the time people say, well, my business coach told me I needed to be visible. So I started doing podcasts, but I'm really not seeing any impact on my business. Chances are you're not telling the right stories or you're not telling them the right way. There is a way that our minds are hardwired to interpret story and story can stick at the top of our mind and you can become that go-to person in your space, the person that they always think of when they think of your niche but you have to tell a story and tell it properly and tell it the right way. So I call it profitable storytelling format. Mm. So understanding what stories to share and sharing them well. Could not agree more. What are some of the biggest mistakes you see? I mean, we've touched on them a little bit, but when people come to you or, or you know, or you're just even kind of scanning the media universe, what are your big no-nos? You don't have to share every detail. I think a lot of times people, you know, when we talked about courage, I think a lot of times we get in that place where we want to share our story, but we think, oh my gosh, I've got to share all this stuff. You know, my story of surviving attempted murder and domestic violence, that's really all that I share about my story. I don't share all of the horrific details and all of the things, what it was like day in and day out. I don't need to in order to share who I am. So mm -hmm. you don't have to share all the details. I think that's a major mistake that people make. And then the other piece is they don't share their rise. So for me, there's three parts to every story, who you were before the climax of the story or the major transformation. And who are you after? And who are you after that rise piece? 
that's the part that really inspires action. So people may create connection with you. When I share my story, your challenge, Barbara, looks different than mine. You didn't go through the same experience as me, but what it does is it takes us mentally and emotionally to a place where we experienced a challenge or a major transformation. And then when I share my rise, what that does is it actually inspires action. So if we stop right there, we share the climax of the story of the major transformation, we've created connection. That's fantastic. But we want to ultimately inspire action. And especially for women, I think that's very hard to share that rise, to share who am I now? What is my level of success? What have I overcome? How am I succeeding? How am I thriving? And that part is the most powerful and most important part when sharing a story. Mm-hmm. It is very difficult. It's certainly generational. It's also cross-cultural because I work with people around the world. And mm-hmm. as Americans, there's there are things we take for granted. And especially if you're a little bit younger in, in a workplace and we have global companies and I deal with this with clients, right? That um, mm-hmm. the I'm awesome, which is pretty awesome to get to the place where you can say you're awesome, but that's not how we communicated when I was growing up. And it's certainly not how people communicate around the world. It's considered very American. And so that's an interesting thing, just a subset to be sensitive to. So helping clients sort of bridge that gap, but also letting people on the other side be aware that like not everybody shares that value, which is really important. But the other thing I want to tap into, you've mentioned a few times, is the notion of inspiring action. It's, mm-hmm. And so please go deeper into that. It's the, it's the and then what? Exactly. So here's the thing. I can go out, you know, any of my clients can go out, we can do media interviews all day long. Why are you doing the media interviews? What is it that you're hoping to do? Why are you showing up on the TEDx stage? Why are you showing up anywhere on a podcast on the Wall Street Journal and New York Magazine? Why? Well, there's typically two reasons. And what I always say is we want to, we want to make an impact. We want to, I don't want to work with people who just want to be famous. I want to work with people who want to change the world. So we want to make an impact on the world, but we also want to make an impact on your bottom line, because I don't care if you're an advocate or if you're a business person or an author or a podcaster, no matter what you're doing, your message is going to be far more powerful when it's well-funded. So if people are buying your book and they are buying your product or your service or they're donating to your cause, it's going to be a heck of a lot easier to change the world and make an impact than it is if you are constantly just one step behind seeking and and not getting, not inspiring action. So not getting people to actually purchase, contribute, be a part of, buy, you know, whatever that might be. So how do we do that? How does publicity, what happens in the publicity process that inspires action? So story, first of all, sharing that rise. And second of all, it's using your story and using your publicity as the most powerful tool within your business. And to me, that is truly the power of publicity. Every day, Barbara, I get sometimes in a week's time, sometimes I will get thousands of emails from people who have heard my TEDx, who have read a publication that I've written, an article, anything where I have talked about being a a survivor and overcoming domestic violence, that I was able to help them, that I was able to inspire them, that they were in a position like that. It's rare. I mean, I would say every single month I am connecting people who reach out and I always make my personal email address available, but I'm connecting people to the right resources, how to find help, how to get out. 
And to me, that is where I'm using my publicity as a powerful tool, because not only is, I like to say, you know, we want to make, we want to give your publicity life long after it goes live. So being very thoughtful and strategic and understanding that publicity is like a marketing tool on steroids, basically, because it's third party verified. This is not an advertisement. This is not, you know, you or this is not whomever standing there saying how wonderful I am. This is New York Magazine using you as a source because you are a credible authority in your space. This is a very finely tuned podcast inviting you to come on and be a host because your level of expertise and your story is something that they believe will impact their audience. So you don't have to tell everyone how wonderful you are, honoring the fact that they have chosen you when they could have chosen anyone and utilizing every single media opportunity as a sales funnel is what the very savvy entrepreneur, savvy advocate is going to be doing with publicity in this day and age. Remember we talked about how it's constantly changing? Now you have the opportunity to not only glean all of these new eyes and new people coming into your space with every single media opportunity, you also have the chance to use it as a tool and leverage every single media opportunity to elevate your impact, not only in the world, but on your bottom line. You offer something I think is very interesting, which is an accelerator program. Mm -hmm. can, you, can you walk us through what that means and how that works? Yeah, so it's called the Celebrity Incubator. And mm, basically what happened, Barbara, is I've been in PR for a million years. And before that, I was in C-suite level sales and marketing for a million years. And so when I went into the PR space, what I recognize is this is very intrinsic to me, very natural. I've always been a connector. This is something I've been doing forever and positioning. And what I recognized was some people would come in and skyrocket to success and some people would kind of plateau. The main differentiator was story. Are they sharing their story and are they sharing it well? And do they believe in it? Do they believe their story has value? So traditional PR agencies kind of pitch who they're supposed to pitch, where they're supposed to pitch them and check the box and move on. And what I did, you know, I've never been a person to kind of do things the way you're supposed to do them uh, or the way you're told. So what I did was I created something that looks more like an executive level finishing school merged with a high level PR and marketing group. Um, and that's what the celebrity incubator is, because if we don't practice our stories, if we don't know our introductions, if we don't know what value we're bringing and we're not comfortable and capable of sharing that story and those messages and giving the audience a reason to create connection and not just for us, but for that media outlet, if we're not giving them a reason to come back for more, people aren't going to come back to you like you mentioned. They're not going to reach out to you to be their guest. And so it's all about audience growth. And so for me, the Celebrity Incubator is a chance for us to look at everything from image to story to analyzing your client journey. When you go on a podcast, are people going to be clicking here, there, or you know, what's that going to look like? And are they going to be able to easily find you and take a step closer to you? 
to make sure that we're setting every single one of our clients up for success instead of just jumping straight into publicity or visibility without preparing and making sure that you have that solid foundation so that when you get those opportunities that you can actually do something tangible with it. Brielle, I can't tell you from you know where I sit, that's a huge gift because I get a lot of those last minute calls. I bet. Like we're going out and I was like, I always think to myself, you wouldn't run a marathon without training. Exactly. Or you've spent years developing yourself, writing your book, creating your product, whatever that is. And that the idea that they haven't gone through what you're just offering is, well, I mean, it's why I'm here, but it boggles my mind completely. I understand for some people, it's very nerve wracking. So they maybe rather go have teeth pulled than, you know, do the very vulnerable work, but it makes all the difference. That's what I always say. There's a lot of emotional heavy lifting if you're doing it properly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. My, we, my VP of media training is Heather French Henry. She is a former Miss America. She used to work for the Department of Defense. She's been on Oprah and Good Morning America and everywhere. And, um, you know, one of the things that we consistently tell our clients and share with them is practice makes permanent. I always say practice practice makes success. Yeah. Well, it's not practice makes perfect, you know, and it's how you practice is how you play. And so if Mm. you show up and you are prepared and you can objectively watch your videos back and and critique yourself and, and give yourself a mental note that next time I'm going to remember to do this, next time I'm not going to be doing that. We look at everything from image to body language to stories How are you showing up? Well, here's the thing. It's very difficult. And I'm sure that you would agree with this. It is very difficult to be completely objective and understand how are you perceived? Media is about capturing attention. If you're playing big enough, the conversation about you and your brand is going to happen. What we're trying to figure out is, do you want to participate in that conversation or not? And if you want to participate and play a part in the conversation of you and your brand and that overall perception, then you need to be prepared because it's very difficult to just have a very clear understanding of how am I perceived? How is my brand perceived? Am I showing up the way I think I am? Nine times out of 10, people are showing up in a way telling stories and communicating in a way that is not necessarily conveying their brand values, mission, vision, and the the story that they want to convey, but they just don't realize it. And it's no fault of their own. You know, we are so busy most of the time, kind of like nose to the grindstone doing the work. And then it's nice to have that really experienced objective third party to say, you know what, you sound phenomenal, but we need to make sure that you look the part. Or, you, you know, you look fantastic, but let's make sure that when you're giving your introduction, you've got, you're sharing what makes you different. Or when you're doing that interview, we need to finally tune that story a little bit because guess what? Your next opportunity is a two minute television appearance. And that's a heck of a lot different than a 45 minute podcast interview. Uh-huh. You said it. Um, Brielle, where can people find you? It's Brielle Cotterman. It's B-R-I-E-L-L-E and it's Cotterman. And that is, I'm on all social media handles and online at briellecotterman.com. Everyone needs to be following you. 
This has been thank great. You. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you for listening to Camera Ready and Able. If you are interested in media coaching for you or your team, please shoot me a note and please be sure to visit ableintermedia.com and download my free ebook, 12 Tips for Success on Camera. And as always, hit the subscribe button if you haven't already.